home we are live on all the places so that means we're also up on youtube i'm assuming yep so if you're not in the discord then hopefully you'll listen on the youtubes and uh yeah so this is the kickoff party for the new ui of leo finance aka project blank which i don't even know if we need to use that name anymore because project blank is leo finance may 1st surprise and surprise (laughs) We're kicking off the launch party here, and we're going to try and break all the things. At least that's the cat's goal. Um, we'll have Cal kind of uh, give us an official announcement with uh, all the new features that uh, came with us going live today, uh, May 1st, 2023. It is what should be a big moment in the history of Leo Finance uh, universe. So, like I said, One ask your wins and for Leo. One yes. giant leap for Leo kind. There you go. So, uh, yeah, chat it up in Leo TV chat or in the YouTube chat. And uh, with that said, Mr. Cal, tell us about all the new things. Yeah, um, I'm just putting out a quick announcement and then I will yeah, start get going all the through links my rant. Out. Announcement post with the YouTube link and uh, all the things. I know that I went to Leo Finance about an hour ago to try and long form blog and I was taken to the new UI and said, crap, the cat needs to now change his ways when it comes to long form and post through the new UI. I was uh, hybriding it and doing threads to the new UI and long form posts to the old UI. So those days are now gone and apparently we can teach new tricks to old cats. I can honestly say that I've been waiting for this for at least six months, ever since Carl told us that uh, Project Land was was a go. Because I mean, he's been uh, planning this for a year or maybe a little bit more. But but around six months ago, he said, "Okay, it's a thing, and we have a countdown." Indeed, indeed. And you know, speaking of that, you know. All the people that have been around for it, and it's funny because this is, you know, a random launch party show. Usually we do the AMA tomorrow. We decided to kind of push that up today so we can go live with the launch. And I just want to give a shout out to like all the people that have been around, you know, for the journey. Uh, I see a lot of names in the Discord right now, like Morty, uh, Nerleon, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the four of us that are on this call, but, you know, plenty of other people, you know, John Olson and uh, all the new names too. Like, and I see, you know, some more familiar names, but uh, it's just cool. Especially like, I'd say like half the room almost is names that I don't usually see. And there's obviously names that I see here and there. So it's pretty cool, you know, tokenized society. That's, you know, someone has been around for quite some time. So it's awesome that you've been with us for this journey. It's awesome that we are officially live with the new UI and it's going to be exciting times to see how this grows and uh, how we can grow it. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more about the initiatives that we're helping to grow Leo finance, uh, you know, especially on the new UI. So with that said, the announcements out from Mr. Cal. So I will also open YouTube and monitor comments there. And Sweet. I think uh, we're good to let Cal take it away. Sweet. Yeah, thanks everybody for uh, coming. And uh, I think this is a uh, a big day for all of us. We've been waiting for it for, when, when was Project Blank first like talked about? I think it was probably about two, 
two years ago, roughly. Wow. Um, that long, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. August, yeah. August 2020. Took you wow. a while. So pulling up on three years. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Three years of uh, three years of talking about it. Uh, then, you know, designing it and then, you know, redesigning it and considering how to make it scalable. And um, I think if you've, if you guys have followed along for the journey, we've looked at all sorts of things and, and ways to make it work. Um, you know, originally it was thought that we were going to do something with custom JSONs to do uh, microblogging. Um, and, you know, we, we built a model for that, tested it and it didn't work um, the way we wanted it to. So then we moved on to uh, using comments and that has been working really well. Um, and if you guys were here for for day one of, you know, when it was just leofinance.io slash threads um, on the old UI, then uh, you remember how buggy it was. So yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we started with custom JSONs and then didn't really like it, didn't think it would be scalable in the way that we wanted it to be. And also a big reason why we switched was because doing comments on chain, I think has a, has a pretty huge impact for hive in the long run. Um, you know, when we take this thing to a hundred thousand monthly active users and beyond, um, you can imagine the resource credits that, that are going to be needed to do all of these comments on chain, which, you know, every thread is a comment on chain. Uh, and then, you know, when you start looking at it, the other stuff we've built and, you know, I haven't even announced some of the other, uh, things we've got in the works, but, uh, if you look at polls and the way that they work, they actually work with custom JSON. So the idea is threads themselves are comments, but then you've got things that are layered on top like polls, which are custom JSON. So we figured out that we could build this like really robust and multivariate experience by taking comments as that base layer and then building those custom JSON features on top of it. So it's pretty amazing. And uh, like like I was saying, the, uh, Day one of threads, you noticed how slow and buggy it was and um, how we kind of scaled it up from there. And now you can see that there's, you know, thousands of threads being created every day and it's working pretty, pretty much bug free. I'm not going to say that it's completely bug free, but, you know, it's, it's still kind of an alpha product. And, you know, today kind of marks the day when we move from alpha to beta. So it's still a beta product. There still can be issues. That's just my disclaimer. And, you know, as we kind of add in more features, definitely expect that there could be more and more issues, but, you know, we've definitely hammered out the core features and, uh, yeah. So I'm really excited with, uh, with how we've progressed through this whole thing. So, um, today we, if you, if you tried the UI like an hour ago, you noticed that it was down. So we did the full migration, everything's working now. So you can still use alpha. I'm sure a lot of people are still using that alpha domain, but obviously now the UI is also live on the main domain. Um, and then a few people have asked if the old UI will be available at all. Um, and we're planning to put it live at a, a separate subdomain. So it's going to be something like, um, you know, like an old, you know, it, it'll be, there's going to be a subdomain that you could visit if you wanted to use the old UI for something. Uh, but definitely encouraging everyone to use the new one. So today we we pushed a huge update, uh, and this is like the the pre you know pre production update. Yeah, exactly, uh, Morton Matt. Um, it's going to be like something like classic Leo Finance or something uh, for people that you know maybe there's some something on the old UI that you wanted to use. But one thing you can expect, and there's going to be a disclaimer on the on that domain, is that we're not going to be actively maintaining it. So you know over time, certain features are going to start to break. You probably saw that 
yesterday and the day before that threads broke on the old UI and we just didn't even bother fixing it. So time for the new UI. So hey, Kyle, how yeah. how long have you slept? <laughs> not in very the much. Past few days. How? Uh, last night, not <laughs> at all. The other few days, I was I was all right. A couple hours here and there, a couple of naps. But yeah, <laughs> no. I uh, you know before stuff like this, I tend to just you know I like to just grind it out. So if I'm if I'm talking and it's, there's a lot of uh, dead air in between my words, you'll you'll know why. Yeah, sleep is for the week. <laughs> So what do we got? So the, the today's update we released the the big one today is that we released the new version of Leo Infra, which uh, brought um, the social logins. So we we did a lot of updates to the social logins and how they work, and I think it, it's like it's at least a tenfold improvement over what was there before. Uh, you you, you kind of have to log out to see it because most of you are probably already logged into the UI. But if you hit login and you see that, you're going to see a new banner like right on the login page and it says Leo Auth. And what we've added is not only the social logins, but we actually built our own version of, uh, it's very similar to like Peak Lock, uh, if you've ever used it, where you can use your posting key directly and then it stores the auth in your browser and you can log in directly with the key. And you know, we basically had to build that anyways to make uh, the social logins work the way we wanted them to. So we just decided to add that in for any existing uh, Hive users who, you know, maybe you don't like Hive Signer, maybe you don't like Hive Keychain, or maybe they're just not working at the moment for you. Uh, so then you can always use Leo Auth as kind of like a backup to log in. One thing about the one thing about the uh, the login page is that where you've got this is like the bare bones. I actually responded to a thread that Nifty made. This is like a bare bones version of the login page. Uh, we really just pushed it for features over, you know, fashion right now. You know, the 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 key was just kind of getting it out there. And then the next update before the end of this month is going to be uh, like a, a design update, a UX update to that. Right now, you know, it, it still works great. And it's, I still think it looks, you know, perfectly fine, but it is a little bit messy. Uh, the next version will be, you know, a lot cleaner, simpler. Um, but if you have people and, and, you know, with the Zeely campaign, we've seen a lot of new people coming in and asking how to create an account. So if you see people, you can definitely point them to creating an account. Um, there's a sign up button at the bottom of that page. And then you'll see, uh, I'll drop a screenshot and then you'll see the three, uh, sign up options. So you can create a hive account directly. Uh, you can sign up with Twitter or you can sign up with Google. Uh, for now we got rid of the Facebook login and replaced it with Google. Uh, because we just think that a lot more people are, you know, a lot more people will utilize the Google social login as opposed to Facebook for now. We noticed that there weren't that many people using the Facebook one before. Um, so I think primarily Twitter and Google are going to be our winning, uh, winning web to uh, authorization methods. Um, and then we're going to add next, we're going to add Facebook and Apple. Uh, so those, those will be interesting. And then, you know, we may add phone number too. Right now, if you do create a Hive account, you can use your phone number to verify, but it's not like a Web2 uh, light account, if you will. All right, Cal, the yeah. irony cannot, you know, elude you on the fact that we have a new UI that is very Twitter-like, and in the background, we hear birds chirping. That's very true. I wonder where that's coming from. Who that's coming Freaking from. Freaking hilarious. I, and it's- I think that's me. I'm the universe. The it's the lives. universe. It's the universe <laughs> giving us the good mojo. Yeah. I think anyway. it, the, like, if just the, the just the Twitter signing was a huge win, but the Google signing, yeah. damn, that's that's gonna take Leo to the next level, definitely. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of the, uh, I've always been a huge fan of light accounts and we were the, you know, people talked about light accounts all the way back to the old Steam days. Uh, mm -hmm. People talked about how nice it would be to have light accounts and, uh, you know, Leo built them. And I still think that we're the only ones that have them. Um, and on the old UI, like I said, the old Leo Infra, there's definitely a lot of issues. Um, you know, I actually was really blown away by the numbers. We had 10,000 signups through those authorization methods on the old UI, which is which is actually pretty wild to think about. Because I, I just think people probably didn't clock that there were that many uh, people that signed up. Uh, I think the big thing was we got a lot of people to sign up and maybe like browse the UI, like from all the tracking that we can do. We don't, we don't have a lot of tracking on the UI, but from the tracking that we do have, we could see that people were signing up and they would kind of like browse a few articles or something and then leave. Uh, and then they would never, they would never sign in again using their, you know, Twitter or Facebook. But what I'm hoping is I, I believe that with project blank and microblogging, a lot of the people that come in and sign up and sign in with, you know, Twitter and Google, are going to keep coming back for the microblogging because it's just a lot easier to understand. It's more engaging. It's more fun. You know, mo I, I would say 99% of people don't want long form. There's definitely a, a market out there for long form, but I'd say 99% of people, especially the ones that are coming from Twitter, uh, are going to want the microblogging. They're not going to care for the long form, which kind of drives me into a question I saw uh, about if there's still long form on the, on the UI. And I've seen a lot of people ask that, but if you hit the explore page, you'll find all the long form content. I think we've got a lot of work to do. And like I said, we're, we're not, we're out of alpha, but we're still in beta. This is not like a full product. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out in the world and say that we're ready to, you know, tell your grandma to start using Leo finance. We got a lot of work left to do, uh, to make the UI better and more user-friendly. So, you know, one thing about one thing that I'm, I'm planning to change the next, you know, one to two months is to make the long form content more accessible and more, you know, like, like bake it into the experience a little bit better. I think it's a little bit hidden away in that explore page. And unless you click explore, you're, you're probably not going to realize that it's there. So I do see a lot of people that are saying, oh, is long form dead? But if you just click that explore page, you'll see that it isn't. And then the curated page was supposed to be live today, but hit a few hiccups with that. So probably soon, but maybe this Friday uh, in the next, because we're doing updates every Friday still, that's that's not going away. So this Friday, I'm thinking that we'll have the uh, the curated page out. So that'll be curated will be all long form content um, and you'll see, uh, the same way it works on the, on the old UI, uh, you'll be able to see, uh, all the curated content in that feed. So long form is still a thing We're we're, we've got a lot of updates to do on long form, but obviously with this being project blank, the focus is heavily on, on short form, uh, especially in the beginning. Well, if I could, uh, going back to the light accounts, uh, before you move on from that, could you explain how that works because if somebody signs up with their twitter feed or eventually with their google account with their twitter account or eventually their their google account and they start getting involved in interacting a is this posted through some type of proxy account and b is this using the concept that many others have talked about where the rewards they accumulate um are tied to an account that maybe is set up on the back end and then they can claim it is that how it's going to work or what what's the dynamics between these quote-unquote light accounts because this could actually change a lot with high yeah uh yeah that's a great question so yeah these light accounts are extremely interesting so there's been a lot of like i said the idea of light accounts goes back 
you know, several years back to the old steam days where people said, how amazing would it be if you could sign up, you know, without having to, because basically when you, the, the problem, cause I, I like to start with like, when you build something, what is like the actual problem that you're trying to solve? Cause if you're not solving a problem, what's the point? So the actual problem is all of these years of trying to build the hive blockchain and build this, you know, this ecosystem of users. One of the biggest issues is that when someone signs up for something, especially social media, they want to be signed up in under 30 seconds. They don't want to be sitting there for 10 minutes trying to understand, you know, what their posting key is, what their active key is, what their memo key is, and how to sign in with, you know, Hive Keychain and Hive Signer. Well, like, what are all these sign-in options? No, no new user. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there that out of a million new users, there might be one person that actually wants to understand all of that right from the right from the beginning. The the vast majority of people will want to sign in sign up and sign in instantly without understanding any anything about how that is working and they don't want to they don't want to store private keys they don't want to see that if they lose their private keys there's no way to get their account back so the way that light accounts work is that it solves that problem of the user signing up and signing in in under 30 seconds and the user not needing to know anything about how it works and not needing to store any sort of private keys or understand what those private keys are for, or understand how to input them into Hive Signer or download Hive Keychain to their browser. That that's the point of Light Accounts. They they just do away with all of that. So when you hit sign up with Twitter, you're actually you're actually engaging with the Leo Infra database, and you're you're saying I own you know X Y Z Twitter account, and then you'll actually if you hit it, you'll actually see uh, it a Firebase will pop up which is basically, it's just like a pop-up window that'll that'll um, show and it'll connect to your Twitter account. And it'll basically, it'll basically broadcast a message from your, it's not broadcasting any tweets, like nobody else can see it, but it's basically on the back end broadcasting from Twitter's API to Leo Infra that you are in fact the owner of that Twitter account. And once it does that, uh, Leo Infra connects, it, it creates a new Hive account for you and it connects it to that Twitter account in our Leo Infra database. So there's basically like a unique ID that's created on the back end that connects Twitter to um, your Twitter account to a Hive account. And then you choose a Hive account username. So let's say, you know, Taskmaster, uh, you know, two, um, if you wanted to create an alt account. So it, it creates Taskmaster two and it connects it to your Taskmaster Twitter account. And then uh, from there, it just signs you in. So if you were to sign out and then try to sign back in, you'll see it open Twitter again to authorize that you are in fact logged in with your Twitter account uh, on Twitter. And then it'll tell the Leo Infra API, okay, let let Taskmaster in because it, it is him, it's not somebody else uh, trying to log into his Hive account. So it basically creates you a Hive account and holds your private keys and it lets you log into that Hive account using your Twitter account or your Google account to verify that you're the owner. And on the back end, you're getting a Hive account. So you you have a Hive account uh, that you can then claim at any time. So you can go, I don't think it's live yet, but we we almost have it live, maybe in the next like one, one to two weeks, uh, if it isn't already live, you'll be able to go to your wallet page if you're signed in with one of these light accounts and you'll be able to click claim account, claim Hive account and then what that will do is it will, it'll basically prompt you through a set of like four steps. I think it'll basically explain all of what I just said in, you know, a concise way that you have, you know, when you originally signed up, you, you created a hive account that's connected to your Twitter account. And now uh, you can download the keys for that account. 
But instead of, you know, one idea was let's just let people download the keys and then we'll, you know, remove them from the database. Uh, the new idea is that um, it'll actually prompt you through like this four step process to actually regenerate keys. So it'll, it'll, you'll basically be changing all your private keys, which you can do on Hive. So it, it'll prompt you to change your Hive keys so that we no longer even hold any version of, like even if something was cached or something in the Leo Infra database, we no longer have any version of keys that would work for your account. You, you generate new keys, you download those keys, it'll explain to you that you need to securely store them. And if you don't, you'll lose your account. And then you'll download your keys. And then from then on, if you try to log in with Twitter, it won't work anymore. Um, so you have to log in with your keys and it'll explain all of that very thoroughly. But yeah, so that's kind of like the rundown of how they work. Um, when you're earning rewards, I know that's a big question is like, okay, let's say I signed up with one of these light accounts and now I'm creating, uh, you know, micro blogs and long form content. Let's say I earn like a hundred dollars worth of Leo and Hive and it's sitting in my uh, wallet and you can obviously still power up and do, you can do everything that all the other Hive users can do. The only thing you can't do is log into other Hive apps. If you want to do that, then you got to take full control of your Hive account. Cause like I said, you're, you're on a light account. So you can power up the Leo, you can power up the Hive. So all the earnings that you're getting are going to your Hive account and you own that Hive account, but you don't, I, I would like to explain it that you don't own it outright. It's kind of like if you held Bitcoin on Coinbase versus holding Bitcoin in a cold wallet that you have control of. Uh, it's kind of like that. It, exactly. Uh, Fuji just said it's custodial. It's essentially custodial. You, you essentially don't have full control and full reign over that account. Uh, not until you download the keys and, and change them. That's basically how they work. Uh, they, yeah, I mean, like Light Account is the best way to explain it, I think, because it really gives you access to pretty much all the features, but then you're missing that key component of like being able to go out to other Hive apps. And uh, long-term, I've talked about this before, but long-term, uh, especially now that we're kind of getting over the hump of like the major project blank development, we do want to open up the APIs uh, so that other Hive apps can can use Leo Infra. So that, that is our long-term plan is to make Leo Infra accessible from any Hive app. Um, so like, let's say you want to, you want to, let's say that you signed up through leofinance.io and you hear about Splinterlands and then you want to go use Splinterlands, but you don't, you're still not ready to like take full control of that Hive account and download the private keys. You know, Splinterlands could have a login option called Leo Infra. And if you clicked it, then it would say uh, sign in with Leo Infra and then it would sign in with your Twitter account over there. Um, so I definitely foresee us doing that. I, I I don't have a timeline on it, but let's say in the next, you know, one to two years or something, I would love to open up Leo Infra to every Hive app. Yeah. And the new version, like I said, it's like a tenfold, tenfold improvement. I mean, if you want to go play around with it, it works so flawlessly. Like it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's bug free, but it, in terms of when it does work and, and I haven't seen it not work yet, but when it does work, it works so seamlessly and it works the way that, you know, it was originally designed to, but it didn't, it wasn't as seamless on the old UI. Um, it's super smooth. And especially with the Zeely campaign, we got a bunch of uh, people asking how to create accounts and, you know, saying that the account creation wasn't working on the old UI. There were some bugs on it. Um, but now on the new UI, if you see anybody asking that, you can actually send them to this sign up page directly. If you sign, if you send them there directly, they'll just see, you know, create a Hive account, sign up with Twitter, sign up with Google. Super easy. So if you open a support ticket about it, it's fixed. Go go log in <laughs> with Twitter. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did see some uh, tech support tickets that Nifty was answering that were people from the Zeely campaign asking how to start on Leo Finance. So 
it goes to show that uh eric's been doing a, a great job so get definitely getting some new eyeballs into the into the crew i mean i think one of the best parts of all of this is that people can actually create new accounts and stack rewards and then when they feel ready they can just full deep dive into what hive is but in the meantime they can just use their twitter account or their google account and just thread around maybe create content engage with other people and then when they're ready they can become a lion or a hiver yeah i think it's uh you know it, it's it's a totally new experience to be able to not only to do the social logins with the light accounts but then actually to be like opened up after you log in to this uh, microblogging experience and be able to you know it, it's it's a first ever for hive where someone could be signed up in under 30 seconds and could create their first piece of content in under 30 seconds, which would just be like a thread. You know, I mean, like they could literally sign up and then just say hi. And then, you know, in, in under a minute, they've signed up to Hive and now they've created their first piece of content. So I like what I see. And to be honest with you, Eric, uh, going back to our discussion from a few weeks ago, I, I think what we're going to see if if my understanding of the <clears throat> development plan is correct and maybe cal can comment on this but i guess in short order whatever uh that will be when soon uh leo ads is going to be feeding into this and the ad revenue model that we've so long discussed is going to be implemented and as i discussed not only in our uh, call about a month ago whenever it was but also uh, I've written some posts on. I think it's very impressive that Leo Finance is starting to approach things with a business mindset, thinking of ways to generate revenues, creating that Web3 model, that revenue generation is created, and we will turn around and push that back to the members of the community. I noticed with the um, Crypto Insights and some of the other things that were built, any rewards there are going to burn, which makes a little bit of sense because that does help uh, help the ecosystem a little bit and it's not going to be an overwhelming majority. But the idea of generating revenues is what's going to get people to buy the, the token from the open market in addition to the, the bot buying it from the ad revenue. So yes, I think we can far outpace inflation. As you and I discussed, Eric, when you were on uh, our show, you know, what? How, what's the number? I mean, you get 25,000 people on Leo threads. Does that eat up the inflation? I think 25,000 certainly would eat up the inflation. And my question to you then is, what, what were the MAUs for last month? Uh, I haven't run the numbers, but uh, I did see a lot of people coming in last minute yesterday. So I think we ended up, I'm going to just call a number. We were like 980. So okay. even though we were uh, around 40, maybe 50 people, uh, 50 users uh, less than last month, we are continuing to stay a little bit established around the 1,000 monthly active users on threads and 1,500 in the whole Leo Finance ecosystem. So I don't even want to say a number for, for this month, but I could just venture to say that we're going to double that this month, maybe. I've got a uh, announcement about the long form content too. Uh, one thing that we didn't fix yet, but um, I think I think we'll have it fixed probably like a few hours after the, after we jump off this call, long form content has a different 
URL than, uh, than it did on the old UI. Um, so this is causing some issues, especially like, you know, if, if you have like links that were posted from before, like on the old UI, like if you, if let's say for example, that Taskmaster like tweeted out a link to his, uh, Leo finance article, like yesterday, um, that link will give a 404 error right now. Um, we're, we're going to push a fix for that. So right now the, the, basically the problem is that the URLs say leofinance.io slash post slash view, and then it gives you the hyperlink. Uh, for that URL. So it's just a formatting error, but uh, we'll fix it. So by the end of today, for sure, it'll it'll all be properly linked up. If I could ask a question uh, with this new URL and new UI, in terms of optimization and SEO and things like that, uh, from what I understand, the old site was just awful with that. Are there being steps taken with the design of the new UI that's going to help uh, in that regard and maybe help Leo Finance in the rankings in Google and some of the other search engines? Yeah, so, um, you know, there's a bunch of things in here. Um, you know, there, there's all sorts of categories you could look at, you know, cleaner code, uh, being more friendly to uh, crawls from, uh, from search engines. Um, and then uh, also loading speed has a big impact. You know, the, the speed that, that a link will load uh, is something that they factor in for SEO. And then if you've noticed on the right-hand side where we have, uh, like when you're on someone's post, you'll see five other articles that you've written. It says more posts from Taskmaster. Having on-page links like that, that kind of link throughout the UI definitely helps. And then you're gonna like this Taskmaster. We're working on basically, if you've used that search bar at all on the homepage, you can search like accounts and tags. We're adding a feature that's kind of like that uh, where you can turn it on on the publishing page and you can do, there's like a command, you can hit like slash and then you'll be able to choose from uh, Leo glossary links. And then you'll be able to hyperlink through Leo glossary stuff. Uh, you'll be able to basically like, imagine that you hit slash, like let's say you're writing a word, uh, writing an article about, um, you know, bonds, like traditional bond market. And, you know, there's a Leo glossary, uh, you, you write bond and you're like, oh, I wonder if there's, you know, a Leo glossary entry for bond. So you type slash bond. And if you do that, then it'll tell you if there is one and then you just click and then it'll select it and it'll automatically put bond and hyperlink that to the Leo glossary entry for that. You know, one thing that this new UI does, you know, that's, that's one piece of it. One thing that this new UI does is, is better interlink itself to other pieces of content within the UI. Um, and I think that's going to have a big impact on, on the SEO uh, front. But yeah, I mean, and then also you, you got to factor in that threads. A lot of times people are posting links to their posts on threads, which creates another, you know, internal link. So all of this internal linking, I think will have a positive impact. Loading speed, um, Leo glossary. It, it's it, the, the code is a lot easier to crawl, like the on-page code for search engines. So between all of those, I think, I think the SEO is going to be vastly improved. If you've actually noticed between Hive UIs, Leo Finance is actually one of the most optimized for SEO. You know, one thing that definitely doesn't help is that um, certain certain Hive UIs kind of try to steal canonical links. Um, so there's kind of like this this you know Hive war over canonical links, um, where like basically UIs are trying to fight for authority on each link. But yeah, I mean, I think in a lot of cases Leo Finance actually wins out in terms of uh, canonical authority. 
Yeah, I think the uh, Leo Glosser integration is going to do a lot. Uh, full disclosure, I would be using it if it was easy like that. <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that you have to kind of like think if, oh, is this word in Leo Glossary? And then you got to go to the Leo Glossary table of contents and, and look for it. I think that it's a big uh, hurdle to jump over. So um, yeah, Taskmaster has been pushing me to get this out and uh, get, give me a few weeks. I think I can get it out. So like I said, I'm multitasking. So with the Leo Glossary, what did I miss something? Did you say some, did I hear something about some kind of integration with Leo Glossary? <laughs> really yeah, so... You're doing five things at the same time. He, he was asleep for the last five minutes. Um, no, yeah, I was so... answering people on YouTube, answering people on <laughs> Discord and typing a recap post all at the same time. <laughs> so with the Leo Glossary, uh, quick, quick TLDR is that you'll be able to type a command in the publishing page uh, or on a thread, for example, uh, wherever you can create content and you'll be able to type like slash bond. And if that exists in Leo Glossary, it'll show kind of, if you use the search menu on the homepage, you'll see exactly how that works, where it kind of like shows a dropdown of, of potential things that you can click. So you'll do like slash bond and it'll show you like, oh, slash bond, you know, um, and then anything that might be related to, to bond. Um, It'll, it'll show in that in that it's basically like an intelligent search and you can pull it with a command cool and it's basically just going to be scraping the leo glossary account for for all of those hyperlinks so yeah taskmaster and taskmaster who else works with you on leo glossary because you guys pump out links like it's it's pretty nuts we've had a few different people uh gadrian is the most consistent um he he handles splinterlands and splinter glossary and all the terms related to to splinterlands which that just keeps growing uh i farm girl and a couple other people have helped uh from time to time so it's it's really something that i think now that you have public plans to integrate it I'll try to step it up and, you know, I, I think the idea personally, and I'm, I'm obviously biased, but I think the idea of a uh, decentralized database in this regard is very valuable for Leo Finance and, and for Hive in general. And I think that, you know, as a community to step it up is very important. Love to see it. Yeah. Like I said, those internal links have a huge impact. So Leo Glossary has been, been growing really, really steadily and I think it's a mass, like a pretty crazy amount of uh, internal links. So I'm excited to get that all hooked up and see what, see what the, you know, average content creator can start, you know, turning that into. Well, another thing that's just a, an FYI that I found interesting is somebody did a, um, a chat GPT for, I forget what, what the exact term was, but it was something related to Hive. And as I was reading through the screenshot, I was like, this sounds very familiar. They took it from Leo Glossary. So, uh, you know, getting this content up there with some of these newer technologies, I mean, everything is still trying to appease Google because Google's still king of the road, but we don't know how, you know, ChatGPT and some of these other projects that companies are working on, how that's going to change things in the future. So, Getting content up on chain in this regard, I think is a very valuable move. Yeah, I agree. And on the point of ChatGPT, we've seen like a really cool development within the community, which it's called news to threads. If you've seen any uh, 
threads that have been posted by um, it's it's like crypto insights, business insights, uh, and and other accounts that are that are named similarly. Uh, if you've seen any threads created from those, it's actually something really cool happening on the back end, which is that anyone. So if you're an Apex Lion leader of the pack or an ambassador or squire, you can use this feature. But it's basically in Discord. There's a bot where you can feed it links. Uh, to like crypto news articles or finance news articles. And then the bot basically interacts with ChatGPT to turn that news article into a three thread summary. And then on the fourth thread, it'll post a link to the original article. And, you know, th this whole idea kind of kind of came out of this uh, thesis to, to turn threads into like a one-stop shop for not only for engagement, but also for like really high quality news. Um, and... Uh, you know, so basically by by giving this ability through Discord to anyone who's got these uh, Leo Power roles, you know, if you've got 15,000 Leo Power or more, um, the idea is that, you know, between all of those users, uh, we'll be able to kind of like share. And I, I've been using it a lot. Um, I did like 10 this morning. Um, we'll be able to share links into that news to threads bot and then have a kind of a constant feed of like the most valuable news being shared on threads and actually being like summarized. I think the killer part of it is that it's using AI through ChatGPT to actually summarize these articles and turn them into these threads where you can be like, all right, let me just, you know, I want all the news, but I don't want to have to read through, you know, 10 different articles. So ChatGPT uh, on news to threads uh, will just give me like the quick rundown, you know, cliff notes version. And then, you know, if maybe if I'm really interested in it, then I click the, the full link and then check it out. Well, you, there was an, a list initially of, of what sites could be fed into the uh, engine for that. And, you know, we had some discussions. I sent you some, some names of sites that I thought would be good for to be added. What is the process and what is the, the timeline on getting newer sites added and, and expanding it in that regard? I think that next week we will have time to actually add at around 50, maybe 60 new websites. So users can just drop those links and, and the bot can actually handle the format of the website. If anyone above cob level has any suggestions, just uh, send them to me on a DM. And I think that one thing that we have to clarify for all the people who are new here, Kyle, is that uh, Leo Finance, as a long-form content platform is uh, for anyone who wants to publish articles related to money, finance, economics, business, uh, fintech, maybe even politics if they affect the world uh, macroeconomic scenario. But threads, which is the microblogging part of Leo Finance, is for everything. So people can just post a picture of their dog or their breakfast or their thoughts while they shower, whatever. <laughs> so, or their yeah. Feet. Or their feet. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the cool thing about threads, right? It opens Leo Finance to like that whole new demographic. And the idea is, you know, you've kind of, you guys have kind of seen like V1 of, of some filtering options uh, between like tags and then the hide threads, including links. You've seen like the V1 of filtering, but there's going to be a lot of new filtering options. So uh, I haven't really talked about this yet, but we're building something called Leo Cash, which is kind of like Leo Infra and Lightning, 
it's a similar type of setup to those. It's a database on the back end. And what Leo Cache will do is it will allow each user to choose their own set of filtering options. Uh, and the database will kind of store that user data in terms of like, let's say that Nifty wants to see, you know, let's say that he wants to choose that he likes, you know, 10 hashtags and they're like finance, crypto, news, and stuff like that, technology. And those are kind of, and then GM friends, and that's all kind of included in the, you know, the 10 hashtags that he wants to see. So he, in the setting settings page, he has those 10 hashtags. And then on top of that, he can say, you know, I only want to see links from users that have more than a thousand Leo power because I don't want to be spammed by people who, you know, might just be coming into spam. So, you know, I've got 10 hashtags in those hashtags. I only want to see links from people with over a thousand Leo power. Uh, and then also, you know, I want, I want to see, um, I want to see polls get more priority over all the other, uh, types of content that I'm seeing. So that polls kind of get driven to the top. Uh, he, let's say he chooses those three filtering options and saves it as a, as a feed. And then, you know, you've got latest trending and following right now, but then, you know, you'll have another feed called like for you or something, uh, that for you feed is now populated with those variables that nifty set. And it's only on Nifty's account. And that's Leo Cash is basically saving that entry and saying, this is what we show to Nifty for his For You page. And each user will be able to set their own parameters to create a For You page. We're lacking a few billion dollars uh, that are required to create personalized uh, AI, um, you know, the types of the types of For You pages that exist on TikTok and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're lacking a few billion dollars that are required to create those. So what we're doing is we're creating our own kind of little hacked version of it, which is that each user creates their own algorithm, you know, rather than us creating an algorithm because we don't have the billions of dollars to do it. Each user can create their own algorithm using some predefined variables and then have a for you page. So, you know, imagine a day where there's a hundred thousand monthly active users, you know, there's people posting pictures of their feet. There's people posting pictures of their dogs. There's people posting news, crypto, you know, as a user, you're going to quickly get overwhelmed with stuff that you don't want to see. So we need a for you page and we need a really good one. Um, and like I said, without the billions of dollars to build an algorithm, we're going to, we're going to hack together a, you know, a user created algorithm, which also happens to kind of feed into that web three vision of give the users all the, all the power uh, to do whatever they want. I'm that works. That. Yeah. I will be filtering out feed pics. I don't want to see anyone's feet. <laughs> I'll be filtering out. Yeah. I'll, I'll be filtering out all feed picks, but my variable will be set to uh, except for Nifty's account. If it's if there the feed picks from Nifty's account, I will gladly see them in my feed. <laughs> I, I do. I do have a one question, Cal, for you. Okay. Uh, and it's not so much a when; it's just the process. You mentioned that this shift is we've moved out of alpha. Now we're in beta. What is the rollout or the the timeline or or however you want to phrase it to move from beta to full production obviously that's going to be dependent on feedback and bugs and 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 how all these systems work but what would you like to see in your ideal world of the unfolding of how we go from beta to full production great question so i've got probably in the realm of 500 to 700 features that are written down uh, that I want to uh, build into the UI. Um, and and I'm not saying that all of those have to be in, but uh, a good majority of them I think should be in. 
in order for me to consider this a production, you know, product. And, um, you know, obviously with that comes also fixing bugs. And, you know, it, I, I would say the latest, like if you were using alpha, like up until yesterday, you probably saw that there were a lot of application errors that the UI was kicking back. And we pushed obviously a huge bug fix when we uh, pushed into uh, production today. So those app errors should be gone. But, uh, you know, along with those, you know, various features are also making the UI super smooth. Like if you use Twitter, you almost never see a bug. I mean, it's just consider that experience. And that to me is is a super bug-free environment with tons of features. Uh, that's kind of where, where I think that we cross that uh, precipice into having a, um, you know, a full production app. Yeah, so I, I think it really comes down to that list of features and being bug-free um, but you know, I mean, we'll, we'll probably consider it beta for a, a relatively long time. I mean, I could see it for, you know, one, one year, maybe even longer, uh, that we'll consider this beta, but it's still, you know, even though we consider it beta, it's still leofinance.io. So I think that was the big, the big shift was that today we replaced the old UI with the new one, you know, kind of, kind of on a similar topic. I, I know a lot of people are asking about tokenomics and stuff like that. And that kind of kind of coincides with my ideas for where this UI is headed, uh, which is, and, and we were also just talking about feed picks. So this is all all uh, commingling in my brain now. Um, <laughs> it's all I, related. Yeah, it's all related. Um, it the the long term vision of the UI is to create that you know the everything app for Web three, right? So you know we all joke about feed picks and only Leos, but you know, where this UI is headed is we, we're talking about ad revenue and Leo ads. And and like I said, when the new UI went live, Leo ads is going to go live as well. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for some really big announcements towards the end of this month about Leo ads um, now that we're in production. Along with Leo ads, you know, and and Taskmaster said it, said it, um, said it first here, you know, thinking about Leo more like a business and looking at, you know, ways that we're driving in revenue uh, to the Leo token. You know, Leo ads is a big piece of that. And that's why, you know, monthly active users is a, is a huge focus. You know, the next stage of, especially of revenue is, you know, we've got Leo ads, we've got news to threads, which is now burning Leo. Um, and so we, so we have a few sinks that are out there that are, that are kind of grabbing the token and burning them. Uh, but Leo ads is kind of like that, that redistribution model. And then from there, the next kind of big leap that we're making is going to be Leo ads to the next version, which is going to be um, like kind of like the only Leo's joke, but it's actually going to be like uh, a subscriber. It's going to be like a whole initiative around uh, paid subscribers. You know, if Taskmaster wants to create, he he creates, you know, I don't know how many articles, like 600 a day. If he wants to create like 600 in, in one articles a day and the, and the, you know, that last article, he, you know, maybe he puts like the most alpha into the last article you know maybe it talks about tesla and you know where he thinks it's going and he includes some like deeper research on it and kind of turns it into like a premium article he can then uh paywall it so the the next iteration is going to be uh paywalling certain content so let's say that taskmaster wants to paywall uh that last article uh of the day and if you want to see it you have to be a taskmaster subscriber um you know to his only leo's account and uh if you are a subscriber, then let's say you pay, he, he can choose, but let's say it's like $4.99 a month. So five bucks a month. And you can subscribe using either, you know, Leo, Hive or HBD. You know, you're paying $5 a month. And then every day you get that, that you know, premium article from Taskmaster. 
a small percentage of that goes to Leo and, you know, to be determined whether that just burns, you know, that Leo gets burnt or it gets, it, it goes in with the Leo ads pool uh, to the Leo power holders, you know, TBD on that. But uh, that's a huge, in my opinion, that's going to be like a huge next step for revenue uh, after Leo ads. So you got Leo ads feeding uh, into revenue, and then you're going to have this uh, subscriber premium model that's going to feed into it. Um, and the other thing that we're going to work on along with paywalling content. So you'll be able to paywall content behind like a subscription. You'll also be able to paywall articles so that they can be like one, one time purchases. So like, let's say that someone doesn't want to subscribe to you, but they want to read one of your premium articles. You can charge them like 99 cents to read one premium article or, or 499 a month to read all your premium articles all the time. It's going to be a pretty radical shift in terms of both in terms of revenue as a platform, but revenue uh, as a user base. And if you make the whole Leo community rich, then the whole platform will be rich. The whole ecosystem will be rich. The whole, um, you know, the monthly active users will grow and feed on itself. You know, you, you want to feed value into each individual as much as you're feeding into the whole. And I think adding that kind of premium model with subscriptions and, and paywall and content, I think that is one of those big ways where you can enrich the whole user base you know, on a more individual basis while also building the whole through that, you know, small percentage. But like imagine that, you know, the top 500 authors on Leo suddenly come out with their, you know, paywall models uh, and then you can be, uh, you know, premium subscribers. And then they, you know, that's a first on Hive, like that doesn't really exist. So, um, you know, now we've got, you know, the 500 core Leo users that are going out and they're actively trying to get more subscribers, you know, in a selfish way. Uh, but they're also then building up the platform through that small cut that goes to, uh, like I said, either burning or Leo power holders with the Leo ads. Um, so if if the paywall content is post posted in chain, how how are we going to uh, avoid people just checking out the content on other front ends or directly on the on the blockchain? Are we going to uh, hide that? Is going to be off chain? How is it going to work? Good question. Yeah. So um, typically when I look at uh, how we build stuff, like I was saying with threads earlier, we, you know, I had some models built out for custom JSONs and comments on chain. And obviously we ended up going with comments. Um, I have some models built out for uh, paywall and content. Um, uh, I'll share three of them with you. One is uh, each user has to use their memo key to unencrypt uh, premium content. So that's one model. Uh, the other one is that we create our own, it, within Leo Infra, we can create this. Uh, we create our own basically encryption method uh, for paywall content. So the content is encrypted on chain, but instead of, because there are there are a group of Hive users that never saved their memo key to unencrypt things. So we basically create our own encryption through uh, Leo Infra. And that encryption works very similarly to how uh, like the Hive light accounts work, for example. So yeah, li like uh, Fuji's saying, yeah, you can whitelist memo keys for subscribers. So then so each subscriber has their key whitelisted and then they can unlock the premium content from that. So that's one idea. That's the first one, definitely more complex. Second one would be to create our own kind of simpler encryption method that still puts the content on chain, but then uh, users don't need their memo key to decrypt. Um, the third option is to do it off chain, which is obviously that's my least favorite option. I, I tend to be, and I'm sure there's 
hive maxes out there that that will say the opposite but i tend to be very uh maximalist in that i believe that as much things that we can put on chain we should be putting on chain i i, I like when we put as much data on chain as possible i i do believe it'll be one of the first two options uh but there is a third option out there which is like okay we can't solve for the first two so we you know we still want to do premium subscription models so we have to kind of go web two on it i really don't think that's going to happen though i'm i'm pretty confident that either we'll do the first one or if we find that it's too complex, we'll do the second one where we have our own kind of encryption method that's kind of tied to your account through the Leo Infra backend. But the whole idea is on the back end, it's probably going to be, you know, relatively complex. On the front end, I want it to be you go to Taskmaster's profile. He has a $4.99 subscription button, you know, subscribe for premium articles, $4.99 a month. Uh, you click that once, and then every month uh, you can set up through, you know, through uh, Leo Infra, you can set up an auto payment every month. Hive Keychain has the same thing uh, that you can do with Hive and HBD transfers, where it, it'll do it automatically for you every month. You set up that auto pay every month, and then uh, and then now you're subscribed. Um, and and when you subscribe, there's like a tab there that says, and Twitter just kind of added this too, uh, but there's a tab there that says um, uh, subscribers. Uh, and then when you click that, it's like a feed of premium uh, content from Taskmaster. Uh, and, and that will include threads and posts. So, so Taskmaster can then choose, do I want to put this thread out to everybody or do I want to put it out to my subscribers only? And then he can choose for his posts. He can say, do I want to put my post out to everybody or just my subscribers? I think if I could throw one more thing on top of this idea is I think it's important for everybody to understand there's a bunch of infrastructure, not only being built by, by Cal and Leo Finance, but you have the Speak Network, you have smart contract platforms. There's some things that are starting to roll out, things that 3Speak's doing with video integration. And I, I wrote a post this morning, and you'll get more information about uh, you know a broadcast umbrella and that type of thing and looking at decentralized broadcast systems and, and whatnot. So I think the important thing to remember is a lot of what we're discussing right now is with tools and, and infrastructure that's out now. But fast forward three to six months, the options available to Cal and the development team could be much greater towards the end of the year because you have some of these other platforms and infrastructure being built tied to Hive. Yeah, that's the one thing that Hive is always really good at is that the tools, APIs, and other projects developing has, has always been growing. So I'm definitely excited to see more building across the whole Hive, Hive ecosystem because you know building the everything app, we can just keep integrating more and more. Uh, I've talked about that I've got this idea for you know three speak shorts uh, on top of threads where you can kind of we can basically create a feed that's kind of like TikTok uh, directly on threads uh, where you know you can create and view uh, say like 15 second videos. Um, so I think that's uh, definitely something that we can do uh, and leverage uh, three speak, especially as they continue to build out uh, you know their infrastructure and and, and make it more scalable. Um, you know, now that we're in production with the UI, I think it's going to be time to, uh, really start opening things up and, and getting out there. Um, you know, we've been on this kind of hardcore sprint this last year, uh, to get this UI out. Well, one question about the long form content, uh, when you go and post long form, write up long form on new UI, is the automatic save feature there, or do we have to still save it offline? 
So good question. So I'm, I've been using the uh, long form to uh, create posts. Um, by the way, I just, uh, I forgot that I, uh, one thing I forgot to mention about the, we dropped, we dropped a ton of new features today. Uh, one of them was schedule. Uh, you can schedule posts now from the publishing UI. So you might not, you might've noticed it in the bottom, right? But the, uh, the drafts feature I've been, I've been using it and I have not lost a single draft. So I'm, like I said, when, when we moved to production, I was going to be, um, I put out a thread that I would be confident that you wouldn't be losing posts. Uh, that being said, if you're writing a long post and you're concerned about losing it, I would definitely recommend keeping a, a second copy of it somewhere. Um, cause I know that, you know, losing your content is the worst, uh, feeling. So, um, you know, if you're worried about it, definitely keep a second copy. Uh, sometimes I, I, I will keep a second copy if I'm working on something that's kind of longer, uh, like a 1500 word post. I'm doing like a quick 500, 600 word post. I usually will just type it out and, and, I'm, and I'm fine. But what you got to do is uh, you you type a title. Um, you can even just put like a placeholder letter in there. Uh, and then when you start typing the body, hit enable uh, drafting in the top right. It's a, it's a red button. And then uh, when you see that red button turn green and it'll show like a, a spinning uh, icon, I'll drop a screenshot. Uh, when you see that spinning icon, you're, you can be pretty confident in my opinion. I, I, like I said, I still have not lost a draft. If that thing is on and it's green, I think you, you're probably safe. Um, so that is the auto save feature. Uh, it won't just auto save unless you, unless you turn drafting on. I think one of the changes I want to make by next Friday is to, uh, make it default to on, uh, all the time. So, um, we'll work on that. Yeah. I haven't had any issue with it. And I think it definitely should be auto on. Well, one question I have is relating to long form content. Now that we have threads as the focal point, if you will, or a focal point, uh, and threads is wonderful for not only non-traditional Leo finance stuff, but Leo threads is also great for if I have a chart and I take the snapshot of a chart and I put it up on a stock or on Bitcoin and I write a couple words and say, oh, this is about to break out to the, the upside or the downside. And we've had a problem, in my opinion, in the past with the Leo Finance long form, where you get people who posted 100 word posts and, and they're in the long form section. And that just really clutters up the feeds and stuff like that. And even though the focus is on the, the threads now, I think we can enhance the long form content or at least the standing of it. If you put, let's say a 500 word minimum or something like that, are there plans to do something like that to try to separate out and, and make the long form people more long form people where, okay, this is something I'm interested in. I write 500 words, this is what I do. But somebody who writes 150 words or 200 words, it's like, you're just trying to snake rewards, go on, on Leo threads and do a, a threat cast and you can get upvoted there. What are your plans there? Yeah, I, that's a, that's a good one. I have this idea um, and I, I kind of flip it over back, back and forth in my head of adding some sort of minimum uh, like you're talking about where if you haven't hit like say, you know, 500 words or something um, it will actually it'll while you're writing it'll actually turn it into which also is kind of like an, a whole other feature on its own while you're writing it'll actually be creating like a thread storm so it'll it'll create you know one thread and then it'll connect them so imagine that on the publishing page instead of the preview showing like a long form uh post 
it'll actually be showing you like you're just typing a normal like long form paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. It'll actually show you it as a thread, you know, a thread, 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 instead of like paragraph, paragraph, paragraph. Uh, and then when you hit publish, it would just publish them all as threads uh, connected to each other. So I have an idea where if you did that, it would have that minimum. And if you haven't crossed the minimum, it would ask you, do you want to just publish this as a thread storm or do you still want to publish it as long form? And it'll say like, are you sure kind of a thing? Because I don't think we want to take away the ability to do it. Uh, but I also see what you're saying that there is plenty of kind of like BS content uh, that's posted. So I have, I have those two different ideas, whether we create like a, a hard cap on it. Um, like basically like right now there's like a look at it as on threads, there's a ceiling. So you can't post more than 240 characters per thread. Uh, and on posts, we could do a floor where you can't post a post with under, you know, 500 words, uh, or 250 words or something. Um, or we can do like a soft floor where, it will just ask you, are you sure you don't want to just post this as a thread if it's under that amount? But yeah, I like that idea. I think I think constraints, like one thing about social media is I do think we're kind of moving into like this world of constraints um, and constraints can be very good, uh, especially for social media. Like you look at one reason why Twitter is so popular for, you know, discussions and stuff. And part of it, I think, has to do with constraint is that you know, people don't want to have discussions and people are posting, you know, books uh, around every single discussion point. You know, sometimes you just want to have a quick rapid fire discussion with someone uh, with just a few characters per tweet. And that's one thing that Twitter provides through constraints. Uh, and then you look at like the rise of TikTok and it started with, you know, 15 second videos. And the reason why it grew so big, it, it, it wasn't trying to be a YouTube competitor where it was creating, you know, you could create 15 minute videos. It, it created a whole new category of content creation and uh, and consumption by having, you know, uh, radical constraints. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely am a fan of, of constraints when they're used in the right way. Just, just to follow up on that idea, I, I think it's important to to note in, in the video world, for example, or, or the the audio world, you, you mentioned TikTok and TikTok became huge because it's, you know, 45 second videos, which separated initially from YouTube. And everybody says, well, okay, there's a market for short form content, quick hits. Everybody wants the quick stuff. And the reason why I brought up what I did is because I think there is the parallel with written stuff where there is a market for long form content. Not everybody just wants a quick hit stuff. A lot of people want to read a thousand word post. They don't want to do it every day or they don't want to do it all day, but they, they do want that. And the, the, the example that I use is in spite of the TikTok and the success of TikTok, Joe Rogan still does a three hour podcast and gets people listening for three hours. You yep. still have these podcasters who put on long shows and people tune in. So I think there is room for both. You just have to categorize it and make sure. And I think Leo Finance, if we get the Leo threads, we get the long form content and you separate it out so people know, hey, if I'm looking for long form content, that's what I'm going to see. And if I'm on Leo Threads, I'm not going to see the long form content unless it's a thread cast. And then I know if I see something there from Cal and it's got 42 replies and he writes threadcast in the first uh, thread, okay, I'm going to be reading for a while, but that's what I want to see. Yeah, long form is definitely not dead. There's definitely a... You know, and there's plenty of people who listen to Joe Rogan. They listen to the whole podcast. 
there's a whole other segment of people who listen to Joe Rogan and they listen to the five minute clips that are posted on YouTube. So, you know, there's a market for both and you need to, you need to cater to both in the right way. So, like I said, I, I have a lot of ideas to make long form better on this new UI. Yeah. I want, I definitely want to make sure that, you know, short form is like the way I see the UI is like, when a new user comes in, you want to show them sh short form content first. Cause that's what most people are interested in. And that's like the easiest, that's like the easiest way. Cause you're, it, it's like, you're, you're trying to like hook them in and get them to be an engaged member of the community. And you're not going to do that with long form content. I think Hive has proven that through, you know, seven years of having primarily long form content. The, the way to really get them is to do the short form first. And then, you know, the people that do like long form will kind of slowly start to see Oh, you can also post long form blogs here. Uh, so, and that's what I'm mo most interested in and, and reading them is what I'm most interested in. Definitely need to create like this cohesive experience to uh, cater to both types of people. And also people that like both. Like I, I love both. I, I read a lot of long form and I also love, you know, reading and engaging through threads. Another thing, yeah. Cal, and uh, I'm sorry to monopolize the questions, but they just keeps coming forth. Elon appears to be taking Twitter and his blue check mark or his Twitter blue or whatever the hell it's called. And he seems to be, I, if I'm reading it correctly, he's going to build in features that you get with Twitter blue that you do not get with being a regular user of Twitter. I think we can do something similar with Leo uh, in terms of Leo power. So as you gain more Leo power, you gain access to more uh, aspects of the site. Have you thought anything in, in terms of those along those lines or ways where, you know, if you get to 10,000 Leo or 25,000 Leo power or 50,000 Leo power, whatever numbers are, you, you get advanced features and you get more of the site? Yeah, so um, we actually talked about that and I put up a thread um, talking about it um, last week which was uh, one of the ideas I have is like right now, the, like I said, we're kind of like V1, very rough uh, versions of filtering on the UI. One thing, one idea I had that I put up is what if uh, instead of high threads, including links, it was hide threads, including links uh, from users that have less than say 5,000 uh, Leo power. So if you're, uh, if you're under that Leo power, you don't have the role to, to be able to post links. Uh, or I think I think in that thread I put fifteen thousand Leo power, but obviously we can you know make it whatever we want. What that will do, you know, essentially is kind of what you're talking about, which is that if you have more than let's just use fifteen thousand as you know for this example, anyone can post a link on the UI. You can do it right now if you want. But what it does is the filter will filter you out if a user has it turned on it, that they don't want to see links. But what we can do is have it so that everyone can post links. But if you post a link and you have more than 15,000 Leo power, then your link will still show through the UI, even if the user has hide threads, including links from anyone that doesn't have that much Leo power. So it's almost like now you're given the ability to get more exposure for your threads if you have more Leo power. Uh, another idea I've thrown out there is that um, you'll be able to do like stake weighted polls and you'll be able to do, so one would be like stake weighted polls. Another one would be, you know, if you like a gatekeeping on polls, like if you want to vote on uh, my poll, there's going to be like a filtering section that I can choose. And I can say, you have to have more than a thousand Leo power to vote on my poll. And if you do and you vote, then your vote gets cast and, and counts towards the, towards the results. 
So, yeah, I think we're headed towards this uh, kind of a similar vision that that Elon has. But instead of charging you guys, you know, eight dollars a month uh, to have, you know, check marks and stuff, it's all going to be centered around how much Leo power you have. So, you know, you get you have more Leo power, you get access to, to more features. Another idea I have is around theme packs. I think I talked about this actually like over a year ago um, on the on the old UI is something I wanted to do was that you could have a theme pack. Let's say that you're like a leader of the pack. You could have a, there's like a special leader of the pack theme that you can put on your UI. So it's like a special color with maybe a special background and stuff like that. So a lot of like really cool little features. Um, but when you add them up and you imagine that there's like a set of a hundred features that are only available to, you know, certain roles. Once you achieve those roles, you get those features. Um, I think that uh, is super cool. Uh, also like an orange check mark. If you have, for example, like let's say that you pass um, like 50,000 Leo power, um, you, you can get like an orange check mark next to your name. So it's just a quick visual way for people to know, oh, this guy has more than 50,000 Leo power, must be a pretty active and, uh, you know, engaged member of the Leo society. So tons of ideas around that. And that, you know, you kind of see an early version of all of this stuff, kind of this whole new renewed vision around how important it is to have Leo power in terms of like the social nature of the Leoverse. And then also, you know, from features, um, a little teaser is that if you hover over people's usernames as of the last, you know, like two weeks, it'll tell you what role they have in the community. So like if you have under a thousand Leo power, you're a newborn cub. And, uh, you know, we've got all the other roles, you know, lion, and uh you know leader of the pack so bunch of bunch of roles out there and now if you hover over people that you see like a cool little picture like i'm, hover, I'm hovered over nifty and uh, i see he's got forty four thousand leo power and that he's got the lion role so working towards that apex lion apex lion <clears throat> um cal so, so you know, speaking of features and whatnot um how do we rethread so like Case in point, long form post, like I post that recap and he was like, how do I rethread this? And I was like, good question. Cause I don't see that option yet on the bottom of the post. So when it comes to the long form, cause I mean, I never would even think about like rethreading in terms of uh, threads itself. Doesn't even seem, I don't know, like something I would use uh, with the short form. I don't, I, I just don't see the the need for that. I don't know. Maybe it might not maybe be any need, me. you know, I don't know. Because what do you guys think? What that all, you know, what that really does, what does it do at the end of the day? It, if you go to someone's profile, you see, you know, their blog posts and every, and anything they might rethread. So, um, I'm not a huge rethreader, AKA, you know, um, it well, is a are, feature. Are you talking long form or short form? I'm talking long form. So you're talking about long form. Oh, you mean like re like reblogging? Yeah, reblog. Um, call it a uh, thread now, okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for the long form. Yeah, I mean, reblogs are something that I, you know, they're, they're not on the new UI yet. Um, I, I think we are still going to put them there just to kind of be in line with the rest of, you know, Hive, kind of keep that experience similar. But yeah, I mean, I think Nifty was getting at that, that I don't really see a huge value in reblogging. I, I actually, I've been pretty outspoken against the whole, uh, the, the way that other UIs separate posts from blog. Um, like if you look at some, uh, like PeakD is a good example. Like they've got a, a, a blog feed and then an all posts feed. Uh, yeah. And if you're on the blog feed, it'll show you everything that you've 
it, it actually won't show you your own posts unless you've reblogged them on that feed. And then if you click all posts, it'll show you all of your posts, but not the stuff you've reblogged. And to me, it's just like a, it's, it's a UX issue. Like I just don't, I, I don't see why that would be useful um, in, in so, terms of the experience. All right. So let's step back from the long form um, and think about just threads themselves. Cause obviously on Twitter, you know, you can retweet things um, left and right. So are we going to be able to rethread or are we thinking that that feature is not worth having? So here's a, here's a cool, I think it's up uh, for discussion. Yeah. And maybe even up for a poll. Yeah. So here's a cool um, feature that I have in mind and it ties. It's, it's awesome that this, this, this question comes after what we just talked about with task. There is an idea out there and, and uh, Nonzo just put it out there too, where he said there is value in reblogging slash rethreading. It's called spamming. So <laughs> I can foresee that a lot of people would use the re and, and the, you can see that this happened already with links that we started getting a lot, you know, something about the hive culture has to do with kind of like, there's like this whole spammy vibe to it. And the reason why is because the more stuff you put out there that can get upvoted, the idea is that you'll get more upvotes and make more money. So there's kind of like this negative financial incentive there uh, where it kind of incentivizes people to spam. One idea I have is that rethreading would be one of those features that is, uh, that is uh, basically paywall locked behind Leo Power. So if you have over a thousand Leo Power, you can rethread. Um, reblogging will just be reblogging. Higher threshold. Yeah, exactly. A threshold. Um, higher, and higher than a thousand. Higher threshold. Yeah. I mean, it could be 5,000 or whatever. Um, and, and obviously as the Leo price moves, we might have to reconsider a lot of roles and thresholds. I mean, you know, That's Leo true. price at a dollar, you don't want to have gatekeeping on features with 15,000 Leo power, you know, where, yeah, which where makes you sense. take I mean, more Leo, get more features. You have people, you know, if you hold Leo power, I mean, generally it means you're engaged in the community and, um, you know, you're not there just to spam. And, you know, I like me personally, like I don't even use Twitter a lot, but when I do, like, I will retweet things. Um, not often, but things I think are of value that I want to share out to people that follow me, you know, especially things, especially like tweets from Leo Finance, you know, as I try and spread that knowledge. So I think, um, I don't think it's just straight spam. I think there is a use for it, but the problem is it's not, uh, you know, whatever. To use a, a bad analogy, you know, the gun's not the problem. It's people with guns is the problem, you know? So I don't think retweeting is a problem or rethreading is a problem. It's the people with the rethreading. So the threshold might solve that problem because you're weeding out a lot of junk. Um, and yeah, are you going to weed out everything? 100% no. But you're going to weed out a lot of like, quote unquote, the bottom feeders. Um, so that'll get rid of a lot of that spam. Yeah, because yeah. if you give everybody the ability to rethread a thread, you know, it's just going to be a rethread fest. It's, it's, there's not going to be much new content. And, uh, yeah, I think putting it behind a, a Leo power wall is a good way to do it for sure. Just like links. Yep. And it all goes back to what we've been discussing for a while now. Uh, the fact that we can use Leo power as standard to give users certain perks or certain, uh, abilities on top of the other users. For example, if you want to be able to reblog anything, you might have to power up, let's just say 2000 Leo. And that actually gives the Leo token more use cases. 
Yeah, and along those lines, Cal, could we do it on the other side? Because you talk about access in terms of people having the ability to do stuff. What about the flip side of the ability to block stuff? So can I set my account, for example, to not show rethreads? Can I set my account kind of like you did with, okay, don't show any, any threads with links. Well, if you then you start to break it down and say, okay, we'll create a whitelist. We'll give the capability of, okay, if somebody's over a certain amount of power. So I think you have the constant, okay, we're going to provide access to people or limit the access. But how about looking at the flip side, providing users with more filtering or blocking techniques? Yeah, so um, you know, blocking, muting, uh, all of these features are things that we plan to add. Um, and like I was saying earlier, um, I have this idea for this for you page where you'll be able to set variables. Um, so you'll be able to say, you know, show me links, but only if the person has over, you know, a predefined amount of Leo power, and then you enter how much Leo power. You know, you say like five thousand Leo power or more, then I want to see links from you. But if you're under that, I don't want to see your links. Um, Additionally, you know, having things like if it has an image, I don't want to see it unless you have more than 5,000 Leo power. Um, and the user will be able to decide all of those filters. And that, you know, this is only, this is not something that I would have seen as a problem, you know, when we were thinking about Project Blank. You know, it's more like, oh, well, Twitter just is Twitter. You know, they don't block people for doing this, this, and this. Um, well, actually they do, but uh, not, not for just basic things like posting a link. Um, so, you know, I really see that like this this user this user directed focus around the user's choice of what they want to see and not see is going to be extremely important going forward. Um, we're kind of already you know it wasn't a problem when Threads was first released because there just wasn't enough users. But as we've collected more and more monthly active users, we've started to see certain things become a problem, like uh, like link spam, which is why we had to add that filter. Um, so I think as things continue to progress and we see more people using the UI, we're going to come up with more intelligent features to filter out stuff uh, that the user doesn't want to see. But I think the end state, like the end goal in mind is a user has a for you page and they have, they can click variables and set what variables they want. And it's very easy and they can constantly change it and tweak it. And it, and it kind of, it's kind of cool. And I think this is probably how we're going to end up marketing it when it is available it's basically like a build your own algorithm. Um, you know, people always talk about how they hate the algorithms on social media. And, you know, you start watching a video about a cat and suddenly every video is about a cat. Uh, and then you see Mitch talking about Bitcoin. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that would be awesome actually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think, I, I think having like a build your own algorithm is going to be like a huge marketing point, uh, that we can make. And, uh, I, I definitely want to push that out there. Um, and I think it'll solve all of these problems. And like I said, I think having that extra layer of like, you know, I do want to filter out links, but I, I still want to see some links when they're high quality. So let me just filter them out if people don't have a certain amount of Leo power. Um, I think that's really cool. There you go. Sweet. Awesome stuff. Awesome attendance. Yeah. I mean, probably record attendance for anything we've ever done. Yeah, so, yeah, love I mean, to see it. a lot of, a lot of new faces. So you know, welcome to the as as uh, Bruce Willis once said in a Christmas movie, "Welcome to the party, pal." <laughs> and uh, good to see uh, all the new blood and uh, all all the 
veteran lions yep in the mix so let's uh let's do our best over the next 24 hours to break the new ui and make cal and the devs life miserable do it <laughs> break good it luck. Test. Break good it. luck all right thanks nifty task mitch eric appreciate you guys jumping on for the launch party thanks everybody for coming all 64 of you in discord and everyone beyond on youtube facebook twitter we will see everyone next tuesday next tuesday it is yes next tuesday happy we'll launch give us, day. Give us a nice day. week a week in review first week of the new ui so i'm sure there'll be plenty of chat about so yes me and cal will see everyone live um may 9th roughly 12 p.m eastern go thread go thread get your thread on thread. get to it. out stick around for the 500 leo there you go